Welcome, Rams fans, to the latest episode of the 11 Personnel Podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I am Rich Hammond of The Athletic, and this is a very exciting day for me and one that I think is should be exciting for Rams fans, too. It's one I've been waiting for for a long, long time, been hinting for a while that we would be boosting our Rams coverage at The Athletic. Uh, reporters generally aren't good at keeping secrets, which is kind of our nature to get news out there. So I've been kind of uh, chomping at the bit here to, to let people know what we were going to do. And I couldn't be any more pleased uh, to let everybody know that Jordan Rodrigue will be joining us as our new Rams beat writer. Uh, if you followed the NFL at all, uh, you should already know Jordan from her great coverage of the Carolina Panthers, uh, most recently for us at The Athletic, but she's done it for four seasons, the past four seasons, uh, both at The Athletic and at the Charlotte Observer. Before that, covered Penn State for two seasons. I know she has some extraordinary stories about that. Maybe we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, later on, but let me bring on Jordan. So congratulations, first of all, and and welcome to the podcast. I am so stoked to be here. Um, I, I just can't get over how excited I've been over the last, you know, month or so to to get rolling, Rich. And, you know, we've been just for a note for listeners here. Um, hello, and thank you so much for having me uh, into your city and your beat. Um, and Rich and I have been just giddy with anticipation to to roll this out, um, texting and, and messaging back and forth over the last month. So we have some great story ideas in the works, and um, I'm just really excited to be here. For sure. And, and we're excited to have you. And, and for our listeners out there, uh, you can go on the athletic app slash website. Jordan has written a column uh, kind of explaining in, in print you know, why she wanted to to take this job and, and what she kind of intends to do with it. Uh, just kind of a little bit of a get to know you, what to expect kind of column. So please do uh, go check that out. But but Jordan, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself because you're going to be new here in terms of a beat writer, but you're not entirely new to Southern California and you're certainly not new to the West Coast. Uh, so uh, let us let us know a little bit about you and, and a little bit about your, your journey here. Yeah, so I am really, really excited to be getting back out west um, and hopefully uh, do it justice in my column because um, it's just the place that my soul feels good. And I don't, I don't know what it is about it, but I think everybody, every human being has sort of in their hearts and in their souls that place where they just feel good and where they feel the best. And for me, there's never been a doubt in my mind uh, since I was a very young child that it was it was out west. And I was born and raised in Phoenix, Arizona. And um, so I'm very familiar with that stretch of the I-10 that takes you into Los Angeles, San Diego, um, connects you up to the PCH. And um, I did an internship actually uh, in Los Angeles um, back in, oh gosh, now what would it have been? It would have been 24. 13, 20, yeah, I think 2013. And, um, I did the whole, you know, live with a couple others in a single bedroom apartment, uh, try to make ends meet in, in LA and just be completely immersed and wowed by the culture and the food. Um, I'm a big food fan. So any recommendations, please start sending them my way immediately. 
Um, and just loved just how, um, creative the vibe of the city is and how everybody is just so, um, it, everyone just has such an interesting story to tell. And so for me, I always knew that I wanted to get back out there someday, but first, you know, work and life comes, gets in the way and kind of comes first. And so for me, um, I also had known for a very long time that I wanted to be a beat writer. And I thought it would be college football. Honestly, Rich, I, I really thought it would be college football for a very long time. And um, uh, I, I sort of panicked out of college. And I was so, uh, I think, worried about journalism and sort of the state of journalism in general. I took an in-house writing and communications job with the Seattle Storm. And that let me tell you, that was a dream come true at the time, because I got a chance to, to work with Sue Bird and Oh my gosh, she was one of my heroes growing up. And um but I but I was very much, you know, not what a beat writer does. I was working for the team and um that was a seasonal position. I packed everything I owned and drove up to Seattle, uh moved in for a couple months and then when the position was over, I packed everything up again and drove back down to Phoenix. <laughs> um and then in Phoenix I worked, you know, five five or six different jobs trying to get my rent paid and trying to um, kind of put my foot in the door anywhere I could and get some clips out there. And I was really lucky because uh, a man by the name of John Bogert was the editor at the Center Daily Times out in State College, Pennsylvania, which is uh, surrounded by Amish country in central Pennsylvania, also known as where Penn State is. Um, And he was a big um, college basketball fan. He saw one of my clips and we started talking. He had my resume. We started talking and he, he said, hey, how would you like to pack up your car again and drive out to Pennsylvania and cover Penn State football? And at that time, um, you know, the scandal, uh, the school and the, the community and, and really the nation had just kind of uh, been rocked by the scandal that happened there. Um, and I thought, OK, if I'm going to jump, I better jump both feet. And I, I went out there and I had no idea that what I was going to be doing was covering um, a lot of law and a lot of legal issues um, as well as as college football. Um, and so I, I did that for two years. I had some great teachers, um, James Franklin and his staff. They were really good teachers to me um, in terms of helping me learn more about the game and, and learn more about um, what it was that happens behind the scenes in a football program. And, and really, I thought, OK, uh, my next step might be to try to to work up the ladder in, in college football and, and, and all of that. And then, um, you know, the Charlotte Observer actually came calling about the NFL job that had opened up. Uh, alongside Joe Person in the Carolinas to cover the Panthers. And I kind of joked that I, uh, I I did like a year and a half. I did my two years in college and then I got drafted, quote unquote, because, <laughs> because I uh, packed up the car again and uh, did, had not, as you can imagine, didn't own very much uh, because of all the moving and the driving and uh, moved down to Charlotte. I had never been there before. And honestly, growing up out West, had not actually ever heard of Charlotte as a city. Um, and so moved to the South for the first time, um, right. which was uh, an experience, a learning experience in itself. And, um, you know, started in earnest on the beat and, and worked my way up over the last four years into my role at The Athletic and honestly couldn't be happier uh, to be at The Athletic. And, and they really, um, you know, they, they knew at some point I wanted to be out West and this, this has been the career goal for, for many, many years to get out to, um, you know, like I said, the place where my soul feels good. And so, um, 
that's, you know, it's hard to tell the story in a short version because there's been so many stops along the way, but, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm here and, uh, well, I'm in Charlotte, actually, I won't be moving for a while. Um, you know, hashtag stay at home and please flatten the curve. But I, um, you know, I'm excited to be out there and I'm excited to be, uh, awake three hours earlier than the rest of you and get the news first. <laughs> so, so, there you go. so I'm excited. <laughs> you, you'll get news of the uniform launch. You'll, you'll be, you'll be wide awake right. uh, by the Can't time wait. the rest of us uh, hit it. But uh, it, you know, a couple things, Jordan, there grab me, you know, people sometimes, uh, maybe, maybe don't know about our, our career paths, you know, is it's not linear at all. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we go from one thing to the next and bounce around and, I always had the same kind of experience that, that you did, Jordan. You know, there there was always that kind of eye on the on the long term prize, uh, but but you can't get there right away, you right. know. And and I think a lot of young people, especially if you know, there's young people out here listening who are interested in doing this as a career. I, I think they sometimes get frustrated right away if they can't get what they want or get the job that they want. And it's a path, and and you you sometimes have to take left turns and right turns. Uh, that that you didn't anticipate, never thought you'd you'd make. Uh, you know, Jordan, mm-hmm. I'm sure you know. Growing up, you never thought you'd be in Carolina, you know, covering <laughs> covering football. Uh, but it's it's the path that that you have to take uh, sometimes to to get where you you want to go. And the other thing I just I wanted to stress, wanted to be be you know very clear about is. Uh, you know, this was this was Jordan's choice, and and sometimes uh, whether it's in your company, not even just in journalism, but in in, in any industry that you might work in, uh, maybe you get assigned, you get transferred to something where you kind of go, okay, you know, I guess I guess this is what they're asking me to do, so I'll do it. Uh, that's that was not the case with Jordan. She this job came open after Vinny Bonsignor left in in uh, November. And, uh, you know, Jordan put her name out there. This was, this was something that she, she really wants to be here. This is not an assignment uh, by any means. Uh, I think that that's important to note. And I can tell you, you know, I did not know Jordan personally. I, I knew certainly of, of her work, even going back to, to the newspaper days before we uh, became uh, colleagues here at The Athletic. And, uh, you know, our, our managing editor, Joe Lago, you know, kind of kept me filled in on how the search was going and all that. And he said Jordan's name. And, I, you know, our discussion took about five seconds because I went, <laughs> yeah, that would be great. That would be great. You know, so that, that was that was literally was about the extent of the conversation that I had with Joe. And then it was just a matter of, uh, you know, hoping that we didn't say anything uh, dumb to uh, to scare Jordan off over the <laughs> over the next couple months. So I'm, I'm glad that uh, that we didn't not uh, do that. But, you know, Jordan, you're coming out here, hopefully, hopefully soon, uh, you know, depending on, on what's going on. We, we certainly would like to have Jordan out here in person uh, as soon as possible. But, uh, you know, like like a lot of folks out there, we're, we're dealing with this situation and, uh, you know, seeing what happens. So uh, Jordan will start writing for us uh, right away. And then uh, hopefully we'll, we'll all have some live football to, to cover pretty soon. But it's an interesting time out here, uh, Jordan, mm-hmm. you know, and in terms of the Rams, I mean, is there anything coming in that, that you're particularly looking forward to? I, I know you've been kind of eyeing the Rams from afar. Uh, anything that, that grabs you? Does this, does it seem like an intriguing team to, to come cover right now? Or, or, or what do you think about your, your, your new challenge, your new job? Yeah, I'm really, really excited about it for a multitude of different reasons. One, um, I think the personalities within the organization are so fascinating um, and interesting. And they and they so often are. I mean, um, unless you kind of go where nothing has ever changed for years and years and years, you're always going to find 
so many interesting personalities. And I think for me, what, what I appreciate about this particular challenge is, um, you know, in a very fluid and loose way, it kind of reminds me when I came in to Carolina and I, I came into Carolina the year after they had gone to the Super Bowl and lost and they were, you know, it, I don't think people understand it takes a while to recover from something like that. And as an organization and structurally and, and systemically, it just takes a, a while to recover from something like that. And so then, then once you're kind of recovered, you have to figure out a way to keep your window open. And I, you know, I really know around the league that these coaches and front offices, staffs, they believe in that idea of the window as much as they'll say, no, 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 any year could be our year. Like there, there is really the belief that there is a window and you have to, if you see that it, your window is open, you have to kind of fight like hell to keep it open. And it just doesn't stay open because this league, as we know, is just this kind of merciless cyclical churn, right? And so you have to have a formula and, and probably many different formulas to keep uh, to keep drawing your card and to keep your window open. And so to me, what I see is, is the Rams kind of trying some of those formulas out right now. And I'm very interested in that, not just from, um, you know, an analysis level of the X's and O's and the transactions and, and the decisions that they make, but sort of the psychology behind it as well. And what, what this kind of a fight against the very timeline and the very thread of the NFL itself, um, what it feels like and what it looks like and what kind of a toll it takes or, or maybe doesn't take. And I, that's part of the reason um, why I so love doing this job and particularly with The Athletic where we get a chance to tell these stories in this way is we can dig deeper on, on these things. And, and I don't think we're doing our jobs if we don't dig deeper on them because um, – there are so many nuances and layers to every personality that is in this league. And you have to, at times, you have to be a very specific personality type to even be in this league or to be a decision maker in this league. And so to me, it's so fascinating to see how all of the personalities weave and, and sort of link together um, and, and maybe how they don't link and they, they try to force the connection and it never works or, um, they link so well and then something happens and they, they lose the connection or, you know, all these different um, ways that things can happen in the league. Um, and, and really it comes down to each individual personality um, and the stories they have and the stories they tell um, each other themselves, um, the battle that takes place on the field, but also within their own minds um, and within locker rooms and front offices. And, and really, like I said, against the very fabric of the, of the NFL and the NFL sort of uh, relentless push forward all the time. And so I think that's something that I'm really interested in. I covered it um, very closely for four years in Carolina. Um, you know, we, we know how their timeline sort of ended, their window ended with, you know, a firing and uh, a complete rebuild. And, um, you know, so to me, I'm, I'm really interested in covering this part of what happens um, now with Los Angeles and how they sort of um, kind of 
keep a, a wooden stick in their window to force it back open. <laughs> so it'll be interesting. So tell me if I got the timeline right here, because it, di- it didn't really occur to me in, until you just started uh, talking there. So you start you start covering them in 2016, right? Right, yeah. So they're coming. Uh, so I, I believe if, if I'm right, you know, Cam Newton signs his, his second contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, just before that, when they and they go to the Super Bowl, right? Am, mm-hmm. am I on track so far? Yeah. Um. So, so that he they actually made the Super Bowl when when he was still on on his rookie contract, and 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 then that kicked in um the following season or the year after. Is, is that right? Um. The yeah, he was he was on his his new contract yeah. in 2016. Yeah. Okay. So so not I'm just trying to draw the parallel there though because you know you, you talk about having that window and a lot of people. Talk about you know when it's when it's your quarterback is on his rookie contract, mm-hmm. and uh, you know the Rams obviously had that with with Jared Goff. I mean they they made the Super Bowl in the same situation and then uh, decided to pay him uh, you know a little bit earlier even than than they needed to. So you've got a little experience with this, right? I mean a, a team it's it's a different situation. It's maybe I don't know if you could say it's an overstatement to tie it to one particular thing. But right. I've heard people say that it's it's different. You know trying to trying to build a contender when, when you have a quarterback uh, on a rookie contract versus when you're when you're paying that quarterback you know 25 30 million dollars a year uh, it, it's a little bit different right just in just in terms of uh, trying to keep the rest of that roster together trying to keep that window open like you said right. it, the, the challenge becomes a little bit different doesn't it yeah it's it's very interesting and that's a great point rich because um, you know you this league there are there are maybe one or two outliers to the mean. And yeah. really there are a couple of teams that make it work with uh, sort of the, the outlier variable that other teams cannot make it work with is what I mean by sort of the outlier to the mean. And really mm-hmm. the, the winning formula is what the chiefs did. You have an investment up front. You have uh, maybe one or two really good guys in your secondary um, and you have a quarterback that's not costing you any money that you, that you hit on in the draft. And so, you know, that, that is, is what the sort of quote unquote model winning formula would be, or what this league is trending toward, um, you know, not a high dollar running back contract, um, not a high dollar, not sort of the depreciation is becoming a little bit more well-known now, or, or right. it has been well-known, but it was largely ignored. <laughs> um, right. And so, right. and so, um, you know, you have now sort of this formula that others are striving um, to get. You're seeing young guys not get their fifth year options picked up because the teams know they have to hit on this quarterback in the draft in order to be able to build um, and legitimately build a roster or, like in the case of Carolina, which is in a rebuild right now, you have to um, have an extremely team-friendly contract for maybe a bridge quarterback. And like Teddy Bridgewater has a technically a three-year deal, but really it's a two-year deal with an out in case he turns out to not be their guy. And so um, you either need to give yourself time to find your guy or uh, you need to have your guy already. And so you know if you have a franchise quarterback who you know you're going to quote-unquote grow old with, um, which a couple of, like I said, outlier teams have been able to do and win, uh, and win Super Bowls with, um, but, but largely the winning formula to me more and more so in, in front offices is thought to be winning young, um, at, at signal caller 
and winning old or quote unquote veteran experience on your defense, offensive and defensive line, maybe one high dollar, two high dollar receivers, a couple good guys in your secondary, um, and, and sort of underpaying or, or paying at value, um, and, and at number value, not like at emotional value <laughs> at, at skill, sure. at skill positions. And so that to me, it's, it's interesting because, you know, how can you, keep pace with the way the league is changing while also, um, you know, while also keeping your window open. That's, I think, a huge storyline here. It absolutely is. Yeah, because that that exact scenario, that that kind of best case scenario that you, that you talk about there, that's exactly what the Rams had in, in 2017 and mm-hmm. in 2018. When you talk about a young quarterback, uh, you know, young running back who was still on his rookie deal. Again, you, you pay an offensive lineman like they pay, paid Andrew Whitworth. Uh, you pay your defensive guy like they paid Aaron Donald, and and then that flipped a little bit. And you know, people talk about what went wrong. Well, what were two of the? I believe two of the three biggest salaries last year were Jared Goff and Todd Gurley. So mm-hmm. you're where are you putting a bulk of your money? You're putting it at quarterback and you're putting it at running back. And and that doesn't exactly again, like you said, there's outliers. It's not impossible to do it, but but when you're investing that much money in those two positions. I don't know the, the way I've looked at it, and I don't know if you agree, but I've always said like in a capped league like that, I, I don't think it makes it impossible, but it just means that your tightrope just got significantly narrower in terms of you can't miss on other free agents. You can't miss on draft picks. Like you, you need those people, you know, even, even if you hit 75% before and, and that was a good ratio, mm-hmm. you got to hit like 90% on, in terms of ha- getting your value for that money and for those draft picks and that sort of thing. So, uh, you know, you, you can debate the strategy, but no matter what, uh, it just, it makes it a little bit harder all along. So yeah, Rams uh, in transition. I mean, you can, you can use a lot of the words, uh, any words that you want. I've, I've had you know, different radio hosts when I do spots or whatever, they say the Rams are rebuilding, they're retooling, they're what, like, I don't, it's like Mad Libs, like you can, you can put whatever word you want in there, it doesn't particularly matter, but, but I think you said it exactly right, Jordan, like they're, they're, they're just, they're trying to put the stick in that window yeah. and, and just keep it open and, and maybe pivot a little bit and, and, you know, try to get back to, to a model that, that, that's a little more sustainable over the years. But yeah, I'm just, I'm fascinated. And one of the things that I, that I love about, you know, Jordan coming in is uh, it, it's a fresh perspective. I mean, somebody like me, I, I've been kind of entrenched here now since the team has come back uh, since, you know, since January, 2016. So you kind of, uh, there's sometimes like a forest and trees things going on where you don't maybe don't see things when when you're inside of it. So so I'm I'm, I'm you know very excited, Jordan, to to, to get your perspective and and uh, ha- have your experience after after four years of, of covering uh, the NFL. It's, it it doesn't feel like four. I mean, I've done four years too. Isn't it amazing how fast it goes? I to to think that we've already covered uh, you know four NFL seasons. It just yeah for me it would just went by in a heartbeat. Yeah, it's wild. Um, I, I think, you know, as I was writing this column, I was able to sort of look back and reflect on all of the different types of things I've covered. And I kind of start laughing to myself because I'm like, what? I mean, what has my life been the last four years? You know, I've, I covered, um, you know, the Super Bowl hangover in 2016 then the massive injury, uh, first shoulder injury um, to Cam and then the surgery and then the Jerry Richardson scandal. 
And then the sale of the team, which then now I'm, I'm on two different beats where I'm covering uh, this billionaire. And I joked with you, Rich, I was watching the show Billions actually as homework to try to get a feel for like, you know, what, it, what a, even I know, even, you know, a, a fictional feel, uh, but based in, in some truth of, of what it would be like for a hedge fund guy to come in and then covering, quote unquote, the business of Dave Tepper, um, while also covering the Carolina Panthers, who had a complete overhaul on the business side um, in his first year. And then he, he you know, uh, here's Johnny through the door on the football side and started chopping as yeah. well. And so, you know, covered a complete firing and, uh, you know, a just a very messy, messy ousting of the franchise quarterback this last spring and ousting of a couple of veteran players. And, and it's what happens when um, it's, it's what happens sometimes when the, when the window is tried, you know, it's, it, the, they try to keep the window open too long and then you have to do a lot of things all at once and um, you know, covered hirings. And I didn't, the, the one thing that I do appreciate too about covering the NFL is I'm not like having to, like stake out airports and track planes. Um, I one of my most embarrassing stories is when um, I was in a I was in my car, you know, kind of with the seat down in the State College Airport, which is like very small propeller planes, one very small terminal. Like again, you drive through State College and you see horses and buggies and like um, you know, a very small airport. And I'm waiting on de- defensive coordinator candidates to come in. And all of a sudden, I, I flip my seat up to kind of look out the window and uh, make eye contact with James Franklin and his entire family coming back from vacation. <laughs> and it was probably <laughs> one of the most awkward experiences of my life. So I think, um, you know, I'm glad if there's if there's any sort of, of search or anything that goes on, you know, I'm 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 glad it won't be like that. But, yeah, the NFL, I've I've very much enjoyed covering Um Cause you know, the stories, I mean, I'm all about, that's what I'm all about is people and stories. And I just, um, you know, I, I have learned the most about myself when I get the ability to tell someone else's story and see the world through their eyes for a little bit. And that's really important to me. And that's something that, um, you know, I know that we, I, I am 6,000% um, wanting to err on the side of extreme caution when it comes to, um, you know, getting back to quote unquote normal life and wanting to make sure everybody is safe and as healthy as possible. And, um, and that we're being good to each other and that we're being kind to each other and and helping each other get through this. Um, you know, that, that very, that selfish part of me really misses being able to just sit down with somebody and tell their story. And so at some point in the far, you know, in the far future, um, that is something I hope doesn't change about the way we cover sports and the way that we do things, because um, that's such an invaluable experience, not just to have um, selfishly, but also to be able to put out there into the world and and share with other people. And like I told you um, a couple of times, I just want people to feel like they're on the beat with me. I think I am so lucky to be in this position And really what I want is to be able to share it with other people. And so I I always, you know, when I interact on social media or in our comment section, which by the way, after almost a year at the athletic, I'm still blown away by how kind our comment section is um, and how great and how great the dialogue is. That's just something I want people to understand is I want them to feel like they are with me on the beat and that they are 
um, getting to experience these things behind the scenes with me because um, not a day goes by where I don't consider just how very lucky I am to be here. Yeah, I, I think that's one of the things that um, kind of helped us connect uh, early on is I, I think we have a similar uh, mindset on that. The, the way that I, you, you explained it very, very eloquently there, the, the way that I have kind of described it. And I remember when I interviewed at The Athletic, I, I described it this way too, was, you know, I, I'm not a fan, mm-hmm. but but I try to I try to think like a fan, you know, because because I know what it's like, you mm-hmm. know, to, uh, you know, I, I follow teams even in, in other cities and, and I know what it's like to, to try to get information. What am I interested in? What would I like to know if I was there? So I uh, always try to keep that in, in mind. It, it doesn't straight line, you know, dictate everything that I ask or write. Um, but it, it does in, in, a, in a large sense because uh, we're here for the fans. We're here for the readers, the listeners uh, to, to kind of be their window uh, into, into the team and into the things that they can't always see, the things that they can't hear, the things that they wonder about. Um, so I always try to keep that in mind. And, uh, you know, like you said, going down to, to the interactions, whether it's on Twitter or, or the comments section and all of that, we can have fun with it. Rams fans know, you know, I'm not... I, I can banter. I can. Uh, I can. I can box with you guys a little bit, uh, but it's always in in good fun and and always. Uh, I I hope always a respectful thing. So uh, it's it's very encouraging me to me. I'm, I'm very happy um, to to know that uh, Jordan has that that same mindset, and and I think everybody's going to enjoy quite a bit. Uh, you know, interacting with you. Good, good time as good a time as any, I guess, to uh, to put out that everybody should follow you on Twitter now at Jordan Rodrigue. Uh, J-O-U-R-D-A-N-R-O-D-R-I-G-U-E on Twitter. Uh, great follow. A lot of fun on Twitter. Are we going to see some of your dog too? Are you, do, you, do, you, do you keep up with your dog's activity sometimes? Yeah, my dog's name is Tucker. He is a German Shepherd Collie mix and um, he's a little person. And I know everybody says that about their dog. Um, I get it. I hear you. But um, he really, uh, he's... He's a very interesting guy, and um, sometimes from time to time I'll post him on Twitter. Uh, I, I don't want his head to get too big. Um, he's already pretty full of himself. So you can go see him uh, at the very top of my profile, and there's some fun pictures I've posted of him uh, through this time in, in quarantine. We've been sheltering in place for the last eight weeks or so. Um, so he's been he's been he can't believe his good luck that um, that we're home all the time. So. Um, yeah, he's, he's a funny one and I am a dog person. So if you guys, uh, listening could please share me photos of your dogs and also as many food recommendations as you can send. Um, I'm going to start making a little Google map, uh, that I can use to, um, sort of explore the area once I get out there. Oh my goodness, Jordan, you're, you, you've, you're, you're doing the right thing. There. My body you're, you're is gonna ready. <laughs> you're going to put a lot of miles on your car because I, I know our listeners and, and our readers, uh, they're going to be sending you all over the place because, uh, there's so many, uh, great places. And, you know, I know everybody's still trying to support their, uh, local restaurants, which is an amazing thing to do. And, uh, you know, we do that to the extent that we can right now. But so many times over the last couple months, I've thought like, oh, I can't wait to go back to so-and-so or, you know, just go down there and drive and sit on their patio. And, and so I'm sure everybody will be throwing you some some awesome uh, recommendations. And, and Jordan, we're, we're looking forward to, to having you out here. The, the way I put it is, uh, you know, I, I know it's such a 
weird, difficult time. But I just, you know, when we are able to get back to football, whenever that is, it's it's really going to be something to celebrate. Not not just because football is important, because it's really not in the grand scheme of things. Because but because it'll indicate to some extent that that we're starting to get back to normal and and that things are improving. So that's really what I'm looking forward to more than anything. And as a byproduct. Uh, we'll, we'll be able to, to cover some football. But I know, Jordan, you know, we've been talking a lot. We got a lot of plans, uh, not only for this podcast, but I know you've got some some story ideas. We're going to be working, teaming up on some some stories in the short term here. And uh, you're raring to go, right? You're, you're, you're a little excited. I'm fired up, man. This is so... <laughs> I, did I sound like Sean McVeigh? <laughs> no, <laughs> no I, you don't talk fast like... enough. You're going to have to pick up the pace significantly. But uh, no. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm play I'm play Johnstoning over here. I'm ready to run through a wall. I'm very excited. You know, yes. <laughs> well, it, it really is going to be great. I, I could not be be more excited uh, to to have Jordan on board. Um, I I'm not going anywhere. I don't know whether that's good news or bad news for some people. Probably a little bit of both, but. Um, I'll, I'll be going back to what I had, had planned to, to kind of do uh, with, with my role, both as an editor and a writer. So I, I will be here to, to support uh, Jordan and, and compliment her coverage. But I am so excited to see where she takes us and her, the story ideas that she's already come up with are, are blowing me away. And uh, I know they're going to be done very well. So I would encourage you all to, to follow along. Uh, thank you to those who are already athletics the athletic subscribers and and if you're still kind of on the fence uh, we have we have 90 day trials we have discounts all the time uh, no better time than to, to jump on right now uh, so that you don't miss any of, of Jordan's uh, great coverage so we'll be here on the podcast it, it's gonna get a bit a lot of fun Jordan has some some fun ideas for what we can do uh, wanted to take a couple minutes just to thank everybody who's kind of gotten us through this transition period over the the last couple months. I I knew uh, somebody was going to be coming on, and and at some point I knew it was going to be Jordan. Uh, But we've had a lot of help over the last couple months here. Uh, First of all, to Jake Reiner uh, of CBS2 LA, who who did a great job uh, filling in great, great enthusiasm and and really appreciate everything he did. Some of the guests that we had, Joe Curley, Miles Simmons, uh, JB Long, Andrew Siciliano, Steve Weish, Tom Hofar. Thank you to all of them for for coming on and helping us out too. And uh, there'll be more of that. There'll be more guests. There'll be a, a lot more fun, right, Jordan? You're, you've you've got some ideas, I think. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited. Once I heard that um, our our producer was the Danielle Lehman, I was like, oh my yes. god, it's on. <laughs> so we're gonna be doing some. We're not gonna let her come on and talk. We can yeah. we can embarrass her. You don't want to hear you uh, don't want to hear me talking as much. We're gonna do some really really fun stuff, guys. Um, we have some fun ideas in the works and, uh, this, this podcast, um, you know, has already been done so well and is one of my, been one of my favorite listens and Rich is one of my favorite writers and favorite follows. Um, and I'm not just, you know, sucking up to him because he's now my editor. <laughs> I, Rich, uh, you could pay me for saying that later, but, um, yeah, you know. in the mail. Yep. <laughs> but I'm, I'm just really excited. And, and I know again, like I'm Clay Johnstoning right now, but I am so fired up to be your beat writer. Um, and like I said, I am your beat writer. I want to be your beat writer and, um, do the things that 
you guys want to hear and, and want to read about. And, um, I just think, I just think it's going to be really, really fun and, and a special ride. Absolutely. It's, it's going to be great. Congratulations, Jordan. Uh, we, we will of course be, be back with you, uh, on the podcast. We'll be, we'll be doing stories you know, the Rams have their, their virtual off season, uh, program going on right now. So we'll be getting more information on that. We'll be talking to, uh, Sean McVay periodically, players periodically. So we'll be getting some insight in, into how things are going. And uh, we'll start talking about things like position battles and, you know, who might be on the bubble of the roster and all, all that fun stuff that, that you can do in the offseason. So please do uh, stay tuned for that. Please do go check out Jordan's column on The Athletic if you haven't already seen it, uh, letting you know a little bit more about her and, and what to expect from her coverage. And again, thank you, everybody, uh, for, for all your support, uh, not only in, in this short period of time, but but even going back uh, to last year. Appreciate all your uh, you know great comments and, and ratings and all that on iTunes and, and all your support. So it, it's only going to get better from here. You, you have my promise on that. Um, So I hope everybody's doing well out there. Take care of yourselves. Have a good week, and we will be back with you again very soon. Thanks a lot.